abroad and in the United States of America. And we're very thank I'm very thankful for JT and Stacy because they visit us very frequently, at least once a year. I don't know if JT needs to show us his family again because they're growing and I forget their names. But uh, he might just mention their names for us as he comes up here. But it's just a blessing to have you guys be supportive of Tulane just as much as hopefully we're supportive of you and that you keep us uh, in the know on how things are going, especially yearly when you show up here. So, JT, why don't you come up? I'll turn it over to you and let you share with us how the Lord's treated you in this last wacky year. Thank you for, for having us back. I didn't imagine last May when we were here that we'd still be talking about coronavirus and everything going on. Uh, we have added one since our last visit. Uh, our oldest, Ellie, will be seven in July. Amy just turned five in April. Stacy, correct me if I get these wrong. I'm starting to lose track. Levi just turned three in Mason Henry Metcalf back there's a little over six months, so uh, very blessed. Uh, thank you. Going into the hospital during the era of COVID is no small feat. Uh, we went in on Stacy went in on a Monday and we had to go get a rapid COVID test the Friday before, which involved sitting in line for three hours and. Uh, came back negative, and we asked the nurses at the hospital, so what would it have meant if that had come up positive? And they go, oh, nothing, one less visitor to the hospital. Okay, three hours of our life lost for that, but uh, it has been a, a wacky year um, for us. We, I think last May we were sharing, we had uh, quit meeting for church Briefly, we'd gone to online-only services. Uh, kind of as the summer rolled around, we shifted gears and were meeting back in person. Uh, the whims and wills of state government really affected us a lot, partially because we meet in a hotel for church. So the layers of the hotel had their liability and their protections they needed. Um, you know, we as a church had rules that we were supposed to be abiding by. We had. Uh, just a lot of different things going on. Um, one thing that really worked out was the Marriott Hotel, uh, quite frankly, needed an income during that time. So they ended up giving us just this huge ballroom saying, okay, if you've got to be under certain percentages full, we're just going to give you all the space we got. And so we've been able to meet in uh, space probably two and a half times larger than we're used to uh, for a cheaper price for the last year, which has been pretty cool. Um, we have yet to get Children's Church going again, which uh, we're up to 97 kids under the age of 16 in our church. So no kids' church is um, kind of a big deal. <laughs> so come June 6th, we're going to be able to get that going again. Uh, Last August, we shifted to two services for a little bit when the students were coming around um, back to campus. We were just thankful to have them back. We didn't know what the fall was going to even look like with the university and how long they were going to stay open uh, based on their case numbers. Uh, they were watching things closely. Here's kind of a funny one. They um, decided one of the ways they were going to track possible COVID was by testing wastewater. So they were monitoring the water coming out of the dorms and detecting levels of COVID. And two different dorms actually got too high, so they locked the dorms down for two weeks. Uh, 
so they took it seriously. Uh, kind of a weird year. And so our staff was out on the campus on a bit of a limited basis being able to do evangelism. Um, UNC down the road was a little bit more open overall than CSU was in terms of visitors coming to campus, but we weren't allowed in the dorms. We weren't allowed in most of the common areas, uh, so a lot of things were happening on Zoom. A lot of things were happening in houses off campus. Um, one thing we found in all of it, if you could go to the next slide, one of the verses that just sort of has summed a lot of this up for us is in Hebrews, but it, it talks about shaking the earth, that, that everything would shake and that what would remain as a result of that would be what is from God. And I think that we've seen that. I mean, the, the questions of students, all of the rioting and anti-police protests going on, all of the election and all of the different issues that came with that and just the, the politics of the day um, added to coronavirus just caused... Um, a lot of instability to uh, an age group that is becoming used to instability. Uh, the homes are less stable. The schools are less stable. Everything about the world that these kids are growing up in is less stable than it was even just when I started in ministry 11 years ago. And it really served to get students asking a lot of questions. What is going on? Where is God in fill in the blank? And... I'm sure that that has been true everywhere, but in our corner of the world of Fort Collins and on the college campus, any church that can stand up and confidently say where God is in this and what he's doing and that everything's used for his purposes and his glory, uh, people were listening. And the number of Bible studies that our staff met in really didn't reduce from what it had in previous years, even though we were out. Uh, you can go to the next one. Our, our evangelistic statistics were about half of what they are in a normal year. We were still able to approach students with the gospel almost 30,000 times last year. Uh, we shared the gospel about 7,000 of those times, taught a little over 2,100 evangelistic Bible studies. And the number of students we approached, that's about half of what a, a normal year would look like for us going to the campus but the number of students that we saw come to know the Lord, the number of Bible studies we were teaching, our church guest attendance was actually up on average from what it's been for the last five years. And I think it just it is a testament to what has been intended for bad and what has been sold to these kids as dangerous and what has been sold as the new normal of instability and unrest. Uh, they're seeing that's just not true and that there's peace and there's a refuge when you put your trust in the unshakable. And so we spent a lot more time uh, just building relationships with students this year. We, we felt like if we were going to have to meet with them in a Bible study on Zoom, we needed to find other ways to get face-to-face -face with them and, and to spend some time in fellowship. Uh, we have a number of kind of small groups intended for new believers, and that, that was the first thing. We're like, we have to get those back face-to-face. -face. We need those students coming together, getting to know one another, and, and coming into the church and finding that place of refuge. Um, I think through all of this, I haven't heard of a single person in our church that lost a job or had any reduction in income. Uh, and really quite the opposite. We have a number of really cool testimonies uh, of one of the guys in our church is an equine vet, 
and just had a friend that went into the hospital with COVID and uh, was able to get in there and he had some other stuff going on. He got real sick and uh, a guy that had never been receptive to the gospel before and uh, JD got in there and was able to share the gospel. A guy gave his life to the Lord and he actually passed away the next morning. Um, one of the girls in our church, her sister lives in Arizona and as a result of everything going on, started wanting to study the Bible. So they're doing a Zoom Bible study every week. Uh, she's since given her life to the Lord and doing really well. And so the influence of the church where we couldn't go to campus, the Lord doesn't stop. The Lord doesn't slow down. The Lord's purposes aren't thwarted. Uh, we've just had to get creative and find new ways of getting out there and reaching out to people, uh, walking through Sam's Club or whatever it might be. And so a lot of time building relationships, a lot of time meeting. Uh, kind of in the midst of all this, the governor lost a couple big lawsuits at the state level and said, okay, okay, I guess churches are essential now, which I think most of us would have argued was true from the start. But uh, all his guidelines became strong recommendations. And so we were able to just sort of keep doing what we do. And uh, the Marriott's been glad to have us. And uh, it looks like in the fall, things are going to be opening up uh, pretty much back to normal. I think, frankly, CSU can't afford another year of half capacity in the dorms. Um, and so what they're saying today is barring any major spikes, I guess they're calling them. Uh, the university is going to be back to, to pretty much 100% this year. And so um, we're really believing that uh, we're just going to see things kind of get back to quote unquote normal. But it's been nice. I mean, opening up the channels of Zoom and online has enabled us to reach some students that we wouldn't have been able to reach before. Uh, our staff's going to teach more Bible studies this summer than I bet you we probably have any previous summer. Because usually students go home and it's like, well, we'll catch up with you in the fall and we'll see what the Lord did over the summer. But this year, they're already used to sitting down on their phone for an hour every week. So why not do that from where you're home? And so um, what do we see? Yeah, 23 uh, students that we know of that prayed to give their lives to the Lord just this spring, uh, 46 on the school year. I'm sure we're still finding out more. But uh it was a heck of a year. It was our 20th anniversary um, as a church there at CSU this past year. And so who knows what the next 20 are going to bring. Um, we're really excited to see what the Lord's going to keep doing on these campuses and just continue to draw students into a place where we have the opportunity to meet them and uh, share the gospel and word and empower and what the Lord's doing in our lives, um, ministering to them and finding uh, just a refuge in the Lord ultimately, but also uh, just in the church. And so uh, just a couple of kind of prayer requests uh, for us. We are praying and believing for kind of a return to normal here um, this year. Our staff's kind of chomping at the bit to get out there and do what they do without some of these rules and restrictions in place. And so uh, we're just asking the Lord, quite frankly, to keep shaking them. I'm not hoping for a resurgence of coronavirus or political unrest by any means, but um, just that the Lord would continue these questions and these discussions and sort of what's been going on, that uh, students' hearts would just be soft to, to hear that, respond, and be asking the right questions, uh, that we can be there to, to answer them. Uh, we always need grace. We are leaving Nebraska with a puppy this time, so especially... Um, there would be great. Um, just really 
having a great trip out here. We're leaving next Saturday and uh, headed home and back into the busyness of summer for us. And so um, kind of on our financial support, we really appreciate uh, the support that Talina is uh, for us and what we're doing. Um, we've got some goals to kind of just continue to build that this summer. We're at about 60% of where we'd like to be. And so just believe in God to give us a productive time uh, here this last week of our trip and through the summer and really be ready for school getting going uh, next fall. And so um, one thing we'd really like and one thing that uh, the last year has kind of done for us is really um, be intentional about praying for those that support us and people whose uh, you know employment has been really affected and, and coronavirus is really thrown for a loop and uh, families and their health. And so we do have a little uh, just kind of getting to know you thing back there. Um, if you'd like, if there's anything we can be praying for you specifically, I know a lot of you get the newsletter uh, that we send through the church, but we'd love to send it directly if you'd like us to do that. And just getting to know people and their families and how we can be praying, um, that's something that's definitely been on our heart as well. And so um, there's some info in the back kind of on, on our church and that survey and everything is back there as well, uh, if you'd like. So... I think that's about all I had. I don't know uh, any real specific questions or anything. We can take them now or take them later, whatever you'd prefer, Lee. But. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we'll be around for a little bit uh, if anyone wants to talk more. And appreciate the chance to get up and share and be here and give you updates. We appreciate the way you guys... Pray for us and support us in what we're doing, and uh, glad to be back. So, now that you're leaving, <laughs> right. you guys moved, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we moved a week before the governor locked everything down. So, that was a pray. So, that's probably last year we were talking about that. But it's all blurs together. So, well, uh, you know, we should pray for JT and Stacy. Um, so let's let's bow our heads and, and and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Metcalfs and the ministry there um, with the church uh, on the campus there of, of of Colorado State, Lord. And and we ask that you would continue to use the church, uh, Lord, that you would open up uh, the uh, children's church for those kids in '97. They have at least '97 kids in those grades and so we're praying that they're being ministered to that they're being strengthened and the parents are being guided in how they can raise up their kids to know love and serve you we pray we ask lord that things would turn back to normal but lord in a in a new way a new normal in the sense that some of these ministries that have uh, strengthened in different ways that those would continue um but we do pray for soft hearts we ask lord that many would come to know you through this ministry and through JT and Stacy, uh, Lord, also that you would give them grace and strength in raising up their kids and, and balancing everything that they need to do in ministry as well as real life, uh, which ministry is real life, we know, Lord, but just all the other details of life. Uh, and we ask, Lord, that you'd continue to provide and that you'd bring in uh, more resources for them and and give them the ability um, and and the ministry and those who minister with them on the team, uh, the finances they need to continue uh, without much complication, that all of us would continue to trust in you, Lord. 
Uh, but be with JT and Stacy, we ask, and guide and direct them. And uh, we thank you so much, Lord, for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's continue on. Uh, and, and we're going to begin to look at a, a new study. We're going to go into Colossians, but I'm not really going to get there today. Um, you know, I'd, I'd first like to just look at a lot of uh, things that are taking place, and, and some of these might be a little political, but most of them aren't. Um, and I would say they're all biblical instead of political, but you know how those things bleed together. And so I just want to take some time and look at the crazy news. Other than state track, right? It went okay. It was fun. All right. So, I mean, then some people, some of the local kids and kids we know from other schools did pretty well in state track. But let's look at some of this crazy news. And let's, let's, let's look at uh, this. And it's a fascinating picture here. I just thought, that, that not fireworks, Right? Those aren't fireworks. Those are rockets that are being shot into or over Israel. And then here comes what we used to call, you know, back in the early 90s, we had the Patriot missiles. My sister got to see that personally, some of those being shot down. But this, this is the iron, what they call the Iron Dome over Israel. And, and this week, um, because of actually within Hamas and the other uh, Palestinian party, there was some, there's a little bit of a fight and a little bit of wanting to, to rule those parties. They thought the best thing they could do, and there's probably a lot of other reasons that they started their, uh, their uh, riots as well as firing these rockets that are funded through Iran into Israel. Okay. And what we see here is that through this defense system that even though there was 4,000 rockets, over 4,000 rockets fired into Israel, as well as military, um, let me look at my notes here, uh, drones, these, there were 90% of these were shot down by this system. And it's fascinating, you know, how Israel will do it. They would try, they'll let them know before they bomb a site, even if it is a location where Hamas or another terrorist group is located and based out of. And one of those places that they were based out of was the Associated Press building. And so when we look at the news, we know that there's a lot of hypocrisy in this world where Israel is not respected as a sovereign nation. And, and so, thankfully, many support Israel in the United States uh, across both, all, all lines of, of demographics. There's a lot of people that still support Israel to be a sovereign state and to defend her people. Um, but there's, there's a lot of things that have taken place. Um, there was a vote to, to hinder uh, the reestablishment of the, the missiles that they fire for their Iron Dome, 218 to 209 this week, to not do this deal for Israel to help protect them. And so while most U.S. citizens support Israel, I think it's crucial that we support Israel. The anti-Semitism is on a rise. And some of this is a little bit to deal with Israel being a nation, but a large part of it isn't. 
And one of the greatest, as we get into the news items, and you're like, oh man, what are we doing all this for? I'll get to my point eventually, but just to give you a little taste of the point, is that God is still in control. Israel exists. Israelis exist. Jewish people exist. Therefore, we know God and His promises are still true. Um, You know, uh, it's interesting... And this was uh, since May 20th, I believe. Um, but this last Thursday, just to prove to you that anti-Semitism is on the rise, in, in a, a restaurant in a, a city, there was a um, pro-Palestinian uh, group or a pro-Hamas group aggressively came in and started spitting on the people who were eating at this restaurant and, of course, they were protesting outside. And then there was a pro-Israel group outside. They took the flag from the pro-Israel group, and then a fight ensued, uh, a very violent fight. Another, uh, in another place in the same nation, uh, there were pal- pro-Palestinian flag-bearing pickups that tried to run down Jewish people, a Jewish person. That was in the United States. And the restaurant deal was in New York City. And so anti-Semitism, yes, it is on the rise. What else is in the news? Yes, this is great, Pastor Lee. Let's just go through. Uh, um, yeah, thank you. I was behind a little bit. <laughs> um, what else is in the news? Um, while the U.S. is allowing folks to have a little bit more norm- normalcy, right? Uh, There is still a very strong push here and throughout the world for vaccines, and it is extremely sad to see the marketing group uh, in Rio de Janeiro, how they tried to get their message across that vaccines saves. And under down here, Unidas, you can't see all of it, but United, uh, it says United for Vaccines. Now, this is on the statue of Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro. Um, really not a big deal for us, but it is serious in the case that people think, well, what's your salvation? Where does your salvation come? Now, vaccines may actually prolong your life, but everybody who takes a vaccine will eventually die, right? Who saves? Jesus saves. The irony is tremendous, isn't it? So they're trying to get a message across, but across the statue of Jesus, the Redeemer. Who's our Redeemer? Jesus is. So who saves? Jesus. Now, very strange news. To move on, We're going to get a little wackier, okay? Um, And I think my daughters know who this person is, but I, you know, whatever. It's just what she was saying. Demi Lovato uh, came out probably more for for publicity because her publicity has gone down. You know how actors do this when they are losing uh, some of their fame. Uh, But anyway, she says that she's living in the fourth dimension on this video. That, they're, uh, that she's becoming the person that she thinks she's supposed to be. Uh, that she is uh, 
non-binary. She identifies as non-binary, and this is also deals with her sexual identity. She says that she has had a revelation that she is multiple people instead of wanting to be called he or she, she wants to be called they and them. Have you heard this? They and them. And the question for us is, where do you find multiple people in Scripture? In one person. Mark 5, 8, and 9 says, and this is, and Jesus is dealing with this here, and, and he says, For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. And not only in this video is, is she has some radical subjectivism, uh, which is dangerous, which radical subjectivism is that there is really no reality of truth. That's why she's in this fourth dimension, dimension but yet in the third dimension. Um, but anyway, uh, she doesn't think that she is the person she thinks she is becoming, and she's still learning what that is. But not only is radical subjectivism a problem, because there is truth, it's not subjective, right? But there are multiple demons and people in several passages of Scripture. And so it's important for us to see that, you know, I think along with um, sexual uh, sins, there's a demonic hold upon those sexual sins. Uh, And that she may not even be anywhere near that, right? She may just be trying to make a name for herself. But this is stuff that's floating in our culture, okay? So let's jump from that to another news item. Unidentified flying objects. Wow, Pastor Lee, you're hitting the whole weird, wacky news this morning. But this weird, wacky news is that the U.S. Air Force is kind of, or the U.S. government has released some files, and then the, the Senate is going to review, have a review of unidentified unidentified flying objects here uh, in the future. And in one of these, it was a spherical object that the, the Air Force saw, or the Navy, I forget, they were in their jets, and, and they said that the thing that they were tracking, it was flying around and it could hover, and then it could go about 13,000 miles per hour, and then it disappeared. And the point here for you all is, not going to get into the debate of, oh, do aliens exist or not, I don't think they do unless you consider angelic, the angelic realm as to be alien. The reality that I want you to see here is what do we go to? We go to something other than to what the Bible might say. And so I want you to have a biblical perspective when you see some of these things in the news. One, yeah, Israel over there, yeah, that's always happened and yeah, it flared up again, but Israel exists. The Word of God says He's not done with Israel. He has a plan for him. That's why the Jewish people still exist. Right? So instead of our faith being shaken, it could be strengthened. Okay? And also that we should support all people. Right? We should care about all people and we should understand that all people have a right to exist. Right? Whether they're Palestinian or Jewish. And a nation that is responsible as a right over its own sovereign ground. But that's a little off to the side of what I wanted you to see. But, but that we should have a biblical perspective. God's not done, is He? 
He's not done with Israel. And, and also, you know, in the news, when we look at, at, at the things that they're trying to support and, and push, God's the one that saves. God's the one who's in control, correct? When we look at vaccines, when we look at illnesses 2020 up into 2021, a lot of craziness still. But yet God is in control. When we look at these UFO sightings and, and we look at uh, Demi uh, Devato and some of these other things, understand that there is a spiritual battle. <laughs> but yet who's in control? God is. Now I know, you know, UFO, you know, who knows what the U.S. government's come out with this, if they're trying to change the news cycle or if this is serious or real or whatever. But they're the reality is a lot of people go to something other than what the Bible would describe. There have always been angelic beings, whether evil, elect, or fallen. Good or evil. And we want to rule out, a that doesn't happen anymore. And yet, when we look at our culture, there's a lot of things happening that Satan is pushing and his hordes. Whether it's visible stuff that you see flying, it could be. I'm not saying it is. But why do we never go to the Word of God in our culture to say, this is what it could be? It makes me think of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. There have been unidentified, unidentified flying objects throughout the Old Testament, if you go by that definition alone, right? All right, let's get into the, oh boy, let's get into the message here, right? Oh, well, where does that leave us? I, and I think it's important, and I believe we have already begun to do this as we look, have a biblical worldview. What I want you to be challenged with is we could be firmly established in the Word of God when we look at all these events. Hopefully I didn't weird any of your kids out, sorry. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully we can point them to the, the answer. And what's the answer? Jesus is the answer. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. We are going to go to Colossians. We're going to begin in Colossians because I think Colossians really points to the fact that Jesus is the answer. Uh, but let's read uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-9. through 9. Now we request, request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that you, do, that you not be quickly shaken. That's why I came to this passage, that you not be quickly shaken. Right? That kind of fits with what JT brought, the passage there in Hebrews. There's a lot of things that are going to be shaken, but God is a consuming fire and He is not shaken. The things of this world are going to be shaken, but the things that last will not. And so hopefully it sifts us out into understanding that God is the one who is in control. Jesus is the one who matters. Jesus is the one in control. Jesus should be our focus. Jesus is the answer. But he goes on to say in verse 2 that you not be quickly shaken from the composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you for it will come... So. For it will not come, pardon me, unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things and you know that uh, you know what restrains him now? 
You need to underline that. If we go to 1 John, we could look at there's many antichrists, but there's one, the antichrist, who will come someday. But I believe that Satan has one ready for any moment, but something restrains him in verse 6. And you know what restrains him. Something restrains him so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, so he it's not just something, it is he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then that lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one who, whose coming is accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders. If we go down Later in the, the chapter, we see that we're to hold fast to what we've learned from the Word of God, that we're to strength, be comforted and strengthened in verse 17 by what the Word of God says so that we are able to do every good work and word, that we would continue to proclaim the message, the message that we should love to proclaim. I love to tell the story, right? The message of the gospel. And so Jesus is the answer. And so when we see all this weirdness going on, we, we need to come back and, and see in this passage, first of all, we'll go through this really quickly, okay? No, we must know that Paul taught prophecy. And he taught it for reassurance. He taught it to them when he was with them. He taught it to them when he wrote them. And yes, in this passage, we look in, in verse Three, or verse 2, we see that they were receiving uh, messages from other people, whether as a prophetic message, maybe a false prophecy and a false letter that came to them. There's things from the very beginning where people were trying to persuade true believers to turn away from God into something else, to the wrong teaching. And so do we adhere to the Word of God? And so Paul's saying, you know, you need to understand what I've already taught you, and I'm going to write to you again. This is important for you to understand so that you will stand firm. And so prophecy is very important for us to understand that God is going to do what He said He's going to do. And we find in other passages, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, that they're saying, oh, that's oh, whatever because it's not happened yet. It's not going to happen. So you know what? All these things that are happening, there's reasons outside of Scripture and outside of a faith of God in God that can explain it. So, you know, yeah, there's life forms on other planets. That's the answer. And so, you know, when the rapture happens, you know, great excuse that they're going to use? It was the UFOs. They took them. Yeah, that could be one. Other one might be they won't care. They're just alive here and the destruction is taking place. They won't be able to think about it. How many of you are still in the fog? I don't know. But anyway, he reminds them now and he says, you know what? Be strengthened. Understand that, that God is still in control. And so he taught it for reassurance. Know that what God is doing uh, or going to do, it is because of his perfect will and wisdom. And it's not happening because he no longer exists or he no longer cares. Right? Does God care? This includes our lives, right? Our personal lives. We don't even have to look at the news. You know, you look at the young man that passed away after graduating. Uh, you look at um, freak accidents that should never have happened. 
We don't know how long we have here. We, do, we ought to know that God is in control and that God is drawing our attention to himself. Nothing but what God says is for sure. Right? Okay, I'll move along just a little faster. I spent too much time on the news, didn't I? But don't be quickly shaken. Trust in the Lord. So let's be reestablished in what He tells us and let's walk with Him. You know, when we see all these things happening, when we see the diseases that will continue or the conflict or people who are are going different odd ways or even possibly unidentified flying objects, don't be quickly shaken. When, When we see sad things take place or when we experience unexpected illnesses even in our own life, trust in the Lord and cling to Him. Second, let's get in. We must know the Lord's power is unrestrained. So, I was going to dig into this a little bit uh, more. I believe it it points in some fashion. There's a lot of reasons or a lot of explanations or thoughts that we can have as to who this restrainer is. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. Some say there's a lot of other, other aspects to it. Simply put, whether it's the church or just merely the Holy Spirit or the gospel message uh, in the culture today, it is the Holy Spirit behind it all who is restraining the evil one. Satan would love to get his Antichrist going right now, but the only reason it doesn't happen now is because it's not the perfect timing. It's going to happen on God's timing, right? It is the Lord God. It is the Holy Spirit who restrains. And while there's a lot of evil, while there's a lot of craziness going on, we need to understand that God is still in control. And so the Holy Spirit restrains the Antichrist, okay? The point being next, no one restrains the Lord. So there's a lot of good theology we could get into on who the restrainer is, okay? And in the end times events and what's going to take place, which is all good. Paul taught on it. A lot. Restrain means to hold back, to suppress. Uh, but no one restrains the Lord. And what happens will happen in God's timing. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God's still in control? The Lord's purposes will stand. The Lord's purposes will stand. So the point here is is that evil and wacky weird stuff is taking place, but it's not evidence that the Bible is faulty or that God is not in control. To the contrary, it points to the reality that God is in control And we must keep Jesus as center of our lives. We must have a sound understanding that allows us to stand firm in the midst of current events. Instead of seeing government as our Savior, instead of seeing science as our Savior, which really science is just your observing facts that take place and trying to discern what that means. 
it's become more of a religion lately. And I'm not just talking, to, I'm not talking about the big wigs that are telling us what to do. It's when people say, well, this is what the science says and this is what I'm going to follow. And if you don't follow us, you're, you're wrong. When they themselves are not following the science. But instead of seeing government as a savior, instead of seeing science as a savior, instead of thinking vaccines are our savior like it does on the, when they put it up there, vaccine saves, well, sh- that's fine. You could say that. Just don't put it on a statue of Jesus Christ because what you're implying is this is the new gospel. We can save ourselves. No, we cannot save ourselves. No matter what scientific endeavors we 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 are able to accomplish scientific discoveries we're able to accomplish. We're all going to die unless we turn to Jesus Christ. I mean the eternal death. Praise the Lord. That through Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. Amen? So instead of thinking that vaccines are our Savior, instead of thinking we are our own Savior, we must... And people need to understand that we must all turn to Jesus Christ. So passage I was going to read before I got to the end of my message was Colossians. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Would you turn there with me? Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in Him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in Him, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been made complete. Just think about that for a second. You have been made complete in Him. It doesn't mean your life's perfect, right? We all have our struggles compounded by the, the multiplication of different things that we have to deal with. Okay? But we're complete in Him. And He is the head over all rule and authority. Who's in charge? The Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you're like me and you're listening to the news a little more than you probably should have this week, <laughs> I come back and understand that in Christ I'm complete. In Christ, Jesus is in control. Praise the Lord. And so, to keep you guessing, I put the main idea at the end today, the main thought for us today. And and if you haven't joined World Watch News, it's 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 not the news I was listening to when I got all these facts. They they focus on more positive news. It's a good uh, uh, place to get uh, news from. It's a good place to even the video is pretty good. You have to sign up for it. But this is what they end their newscast from with whatever the news. The purpose of the Lord will stand. Whatever the news, the purpose of the Lord will stand. Right? So the answer to current events is to stand firm in Jesus. You got it? 
The answer to the current events is to stand firm in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not on your own two feet, by yourself, but in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing He's in charge and in Him you are complete. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before You today. And I know I've probably focused on more of the crazy or even the worst of the news this morning, Lord, but hopefully understanding that we all are complete in You. Hopefully to help bring out, Lord, I pray that this is for all of us, that we know You, that we know You are in charge, that You are in control, and because of You, regardless of what's going on around us, we can stand firm. We can live a life that will be glorifying and honoring to You. We can have a life that is purposeful. Even in the midst of all the shakiness, Lord, and, and as JT mentioned, our, our youth have maybe become accustomed to, and maybe we are too, that life is uncertain. There's a lot of uncertainties in life. And whether... Whether it's stable or uncertain, Lord, help us to cling to You. And I pray that our, our generation that's kind of getting used to the uncertainties will, will be able to know that You are certain. You are sure. You are steadfast. And help us, those of us who are still trying to get used to this and still trying to catch up to what's all going on, help us to understand that as well. Help us to be able to to be an encouragement to one another as we stand firm in You, as we cling to You, as we grow in You and mature in You, Lord. We ask for wisdom as we we deal with the issues personally uh, that we have in our lives. We ask for wisdom to know how to, to help raise up the next generation to cling to You. And we ask for wisdom to know how to reach Um, our neighbors and community with the light of the gospel that is that Lord Jesus Christ, you are in control and you are the one who saves us. You're the one. Help us to point them to you. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this time. Ask your blessing upon each one as they go out. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Could we have some young folks come up for this morning's offering?